0: Our story begins on the roof of the Grandy Ballroom in late July 1967. It was about 2.30 in the morning, and it was hot. Very hot.
1: We were up there just doing whatever you did after a rock show. And a lot of the kids that worked at the Grandy or the Hanger's on they were all up on the roof. You know, you were on the roof. Hot time in the hot city. Hot night in the hot city.
0: That's Russ Gibb, or Uncle Russ, as he's sometimes called. He was the godfather of the Grandy Ballroom in the 1960s and 70s. He was technically a concert promoter, but he basically owned the place. The Grandy occupied the second floor of a two-floor building at the corner of Grand River and Beverly. It had a small stage and a large wooden dance floor. Not long after its opening, it became the gathering place for Detroit's burgeoning counterculture, playing host to some of the biggest names in folk, rock and roll, blues, and jazz. On the night of the riot, a famous singer-songwriter was on stage.
1: It was after Tim Buckley, who was a good friend of mine, and his drummer, Carter Collins, who was a black guy. They had been staying with me here in Dearborn, at my house. Because, you know, in those days, not all rock and roll stars moved around in jet planes. and you know, they, they were just sort of ordinary folk.
0: It was a hot few days in Detroit, which meant it was hot inside the Grandy. There was no air conditioning, just a large fan. To escape the heat, Tim, Carter, Russ, and others escaped to the roof. Later, they hear sirens in the distance, but ignore them. It was summer in Detroit, after all.
1: We decided it was so hot that we would all drive out, in a convoy, out to Kensington. Go out Grand River and go to Kensington Park. And so we were out in Kensington Park, sleeping, smoking, drinking, carrying on.
0: But then, as night turned into morning, and morning turned into afternoon, the group decided to head back to the Grandy. Singer Tim Buckley and his drummer Carter Collins had to be back on stage at 6. They drive down Grand River, unaware of what's happening.
1: Rock and roll music Now, in those days, we didn't listen to radio. I'm sorry, but we didn't. Uh, We all had cassette players, 8-track, and that was very hot in our cars. And, of course, we were listening to the jams, as we called them. For those uninitiated, that means music. Rock and roll
0: music The three slowly make their way back to the Grandy until they come upon a police barricade.
1: We could see smoke coming out. We thought, oh, it must be a big fire. We turn on the radio. Riot. That's what we heard. Riot. Well, the first thought is, oh, my god, it's right down where the brandy is. And Tim says, oh, my guitar is there. And the Carl says, my drums are there. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> all the stuff I have there, my, my, my amps and everything.
0: So the trio heads back to Dearborn and hatches a plan to get their stuff despite the warnings on the radio.
1: Don't leave your homes. All citizens stay home. You know, that It's like Big Brother yelling at us. And we said, what the hell with Big Brother? We got a guitar, we got a set of drums, and I have my amps, all my amps that I paid for. I got to go save them.
0: Ignoring the radio, the three secure a trailer and get back in the car, until...
1: We start out and we said, oh my God, Carter is in here. And he's a black guy. Carter, get in the back seat, duck down. So he ducks down in the back seat, and we drive down to around Joy Road in Wyoming, where Detroit turns into. So, uh oh, two white guys going into the. Hall. <laughs> we jumped in the back, and Carter drove the car.
0: Finally, they make it to the Grandy. The neighborhood is filled with smoke and damaged buildings. Gunshots are heard in the background. A neighboring appliance store is being stripped of its merchandise, what Gibb calls Detroit shopping. But so far, the Grandy remains untouched.
1: There were smiling faces and craziness going on. And of course, uh, two white guys looking at all of this and all those black faces, we are scared, you know what? We couldn't even urinate, we were so frightened. And uh, the name, we, we get in the, into the Grandy to get our stuff out. That was the main aim.
0: Piece by piece, the three remove their belongings from the Grandy, fully aware of the chaos that surrounds them. Eventually, they get their trailer loaded.
1: Carter, who is a big man and a hell of a drummer, uh, as we're coming out of the door, two black youngsters come running madly down the street. And Carter puts his hands out like this. He you know, stretches out like he's, he's going to capture them. And he does, and he, they, they sort of swing back into him. And he says, hey, boys, wh- wh- what's going on? Uh, how come you're not burning the grandy down? And uh, one of the kids looked at him and said, they got music there, man. And Carter smiles and let him go. But that said it all. That said it all.
0: Why, when so many other businesses burned, did the Grandy survive? Gibbs, says the kids they ran into that evening summed up the reason perfectly. Because of the music. The Grandy hosted many musicians, white and black, and they played to an audience, Gibbs says, that didn't care about skin color. They only cared about the music. Gibbs says music has the power to bring people together, even today.
1: Yeah, we were downtown at Selden Blue for dinner not too long ago, and there was a country and western thing going on down there, and it was packed with all kinds of people. That's a good sign.
0: Gibbs says music saved the Grandy, and he says it will save Detroit.
1: It's the soul of our town. Notice I said our town, not Dearborn, not Grosse Pointe, our town, because our town is bigger. It's called Detroit, and it's all of us.
0: The Grandy closed briefly after the riot, but it did reopen. Led Zeppelin, Chuck Berry, Taj Mahal, Fleetwood Mac, all of them would later play at the Grandy. Tim Buckley would continue to play music until his death in 1975 at the age of 28. Carter Collins went on to record for the 70s soul band Tower of Power, Laura Nero, and Leonard Cohen, among others. Russ Gibb would go on to spend 20-plus years teaching at Dearborn High School. Today, the Grandy sits abandoned, dilapidated, having closed in the early seventies. But what remains is a powerful lesson. Despite the riot of nineteen sixty seven, people came back to the Grandy, white and black. They came back for the music, what Gibb calls the jams. And now at a time when people are trying to reimagine what Detroit could be, the jams remind us of what's possible. This is Noob Shinsky.